All right, well, uh, welcome to the Shadron Berean Church podcast. This is Pastor Justin, and uh, I have another uh, devotional for us this week. This week's devotional is called, Show Me the Evidence. Show Me the Evidence. And I want to get started just by reading um, Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 23, and then we'll, we'll kind of go through it and explain it a little bit here shortly. But um, it says this, uh, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of people who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, uh, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived, being understood by what has been made, so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their reasonings and their uh, senseless... Uh, insensitive, we might say, hearts were darkened. So that's Romans 1, 18 through 23, um, if you want to look it up again. But Christians are constantly uh, being uh, challenged, and rightly so, uh, but to, def- to defend their faith. And Peter says, you know, you, you need to be prepared to give a reason for the hope that's in you. Um, he says in First Peter three fifteen, right? You should be ready to defend the faith and give evidence for God. And uh, as Christians, we often hear, you know, the rebuffs from non-believers saying, "Well, if God is real, why doesn't He just make Himself known?" And when when they say this, what they mean is they they want more proof. They kind of like the people in Jesus' day, right? Uh, the Pharisees. They say, "We we want a sign. Give us a sign." And you know, I I don't I don't say. Uh, I don't say this like it's all that bad, you know, that people want proof. Um, I actually relate well to the Doubting Thomases out there. You know, he said, I won't, I won't believe unless I stick my finger in his side or in the wounds in his hands, uh, you know, or where he was pierced. Um, so, um, again, I relate to the Thomases out there. I want, I want some evidence too. And so, um, yeah, the question we need to ask, uh, or I want to ask today, is: Is there any evidence for what we believe? You know, and uh, the obvious answer is, of course. You know, as as Christians, um, our faith is the evidence of things not yet seen. But that doesn't mean that our faith is not based on solid evidence that is or has been seen. You see, the the truth is that uh, God has revealed himself in many times and in many ways. Uh, Hebrews 1.1 tells us that. And um, the, the two, uh, two main ways that God has revealed himself made known that which uh, man otherwise could not know. Uh, that's what a revelation is. God making known to man what man otherwise could not know. Um, there's two, uh, basically two Big uh, revelations uh, that that we typically talk about, I guess, Bible students, uh, whatever. But uh, number one, one is general revelation, and the second is special revelation. And uh, I want to talk about general revelation first. Uh, general revelation um, 
is that which is universally available and known to all, specifically through two channels that we would call creation and conscience, okay? And, and one informs the other, like we read in Romans chapter 1. God made um, the truth evident to us, or within us, right? Talking about the conscience within us and our, the moral law, uh, uh, you know, the sense of right and wrong, all of that is within us. It's inscribed on our hearts, in our conscience, uh, because it says God made it evident to them, right? To us, right? Through creation. I mean, the since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived, right? So that we're at without excuse. So uh, my, my professor, uh, Dr. Uh, Doug Bookman, would call that, you know, God's alwaysness, you know, uh, or his God-likeness, the fact that he's worthy of worship, right? This, we're talking about the created order here and the order of everything and how it's who's, who's who created this, it's who's sustaining the creative order. Well, we all know uh, whether we outwardly speak it or not, we all know it's, it's God. Uh, creation reveals God 24-7, 365, around the clock to everybody uh, in the entire world. You know, there's, it's just uh, 24-7, 365, uh, the heavens, now the skies above, right? You're, the, the order of the stars, the, the, the planets, the, you know, the sunsets, the sunrises, all of this is, is silently preaching the glory of God and the work of his hands. Uh, that's what Psalm 19, 1 and 2 say. And so, um, so the complexity, the beauty of creation, the order of it, you know, from the, from the microscopic cell uh, to the telescopic solar system, it all reveals an intelligent creative designer behind everything that exists. And so uh, this revelation alone is so evident uh, to us and within us that it's enough Again, to leave every man without excuse. It actually says that, uh, that in order to uh, deny this, we have to suppress the truth in unrighteousness because we like our unrighteousness. Uh, we like to sin, right? Uh, we don't want to submit to God. But uh, so the second uh, form of revelation is through the special revelation of the written word of God, what we call the Bible. Um, basically, uh, God has communicated to us through language that we speak. Uh, in fact, so much so that people are intimidated by the size of the book that he wrote. And, you know, there's just, <laughs> right, uh, people are intimidated by the size of this book so much that they don't even read it. Um, they're, they're, but there's no other book like it. And that's another reason, right, because it's convicting. You know, it, it does reveal truth. It, it, it reveals what's going on in our hearts. It pierces our hearts and exposes truth. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting, um, uh, when we were talking about the trustworthiness of the Bible, of the scriptures in it, you know, these are the most trusted historical documents in all of ancient history, right? So we accept a lot of old, uh, old, uh, old historical documents at face value, you know, some of these old, old writings, um, maybe like Beowulf or the, the Gallic Wars or 
oh, I don't know, something, whatever, whatever it is, you know, but you don't have to, you have to know that, you know, these, these scriptures are actually uh, more reliable than any of those. And, get this, they were written by eyewitnesses, right? People who actually saw these things take place, like the apostles and, you know, and, 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 and the, all these people, right? The apostles, they, 500 people at one time saw the resurrected Christ, 1 Corinthians 15 says. And, um, and so as, as we saw in our sermon last week, God has also revealed himself um, uh, powerfully through miraculous um, signs and wonders. He has given us um, signs at different times to varying degrees throughout history. I mentioned last week the Exodus, the days of Elijah, you know, Christ and the apostles in, 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 the, in the end times during the tribulation period. There's going to be a lot of negative miracles taking place, miraculous signs and wonders, um, some of which you don't want to trust because um, they're actually not from God. Some are actually going to um, come from Satan to try to get the world to worship him. But um, again, in, but in many ways, right, uh, at, in varying degrees, uh, God has actually shown up and acted in real time um, in our world through real historical events. But uh, in these last days, the Bible says... Um, he has spoken to us through his Son, Jesus Christ, who is the incarnation of God. God actually came into this world as a man to reveal truth. Right? Remember Pilate questioning Jesus, what is truth? Well, that's what Jesus came to reveal. Um, he came and he uh, died for our sins and left the evidence of an empty tomb for proof. And uh, miraculous signs, though. Think about this. Um, even... Uh, even that sign of the resurrection is no guarantee that people are going to believe. So just because someone sees a sign, sees a great miracle, doesn't mean they are going to believe. Actually, Jesus said uh, in Luke sixteen thirty one, he said, if people won't listen to the Old Testament alone, right, just Moses and the prophets, he said, uh, they won't be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. In fact, I would say that um, a major way that John's gospel encourages belief, right? He writes so that you might believe, and and one of the ways he encourages belief is is by actually unmasking the true nature of unbelief. So John is all about recording these signs that Jesus did, he, and he's basically revealing the fact that uh, many people saw the evidence. They saw Jesus do the miracles. They saw him feed 5,000. They saw him do this and that. And, but when it, when it comes down to it, they just didn't want to believe. They actually suppressed the truth in their unrighteousness. And so they rejected Jesus despite the undeniable and indisputable evidence. And uh, again, uh, the problem, so, so again, I guess the problem is not always with evidence, Right? There's a lot of evidence, evidence that I've been talking about. Um, and, and, and I hope that evidence encourages, encourages you to believe. But as we saw uh, with Pharaoh, our biggest problem is not the lack of evidence, but what we do with the evidence. In fact, Romans 1 says we don't need more evidence for the existence of God. Um, 
It's already there, and we have rejected it in our hearts, right? So the problem um, really isn't so much intellectual as it is spiritual, okay? We don't need more evidence. We need to um, accept the evidence that God has already revealed. And so basically, again, it's not with the mind, it's with the heart. We need a new heart, one that willingly um, submits to the authority of a divine creator, um, one born again by the Spirit of God through faith in Jesus Christ, right? We need a new heart, the scripture talks about. And so um, if, if you're seeking God and if you're, you know, you're wondering if this Christianity thing is, is the real thing, if this is the real deal, um, um, <laughs> I would testify that it is. Um, I have experienced uh, the new heart, um, the difference that uh, faith in Christ can make. Um, but hey, don't just take uh, my word for it. I encourage you to um, investigate, continue to investigate the claims of Christianity and the reality, uh, reliability of the Bible. I mean, uh, on top of that, look around, you know, study creation, study the cell, see if God's uh, look, you know, do an internal uh, inspection and just see if God's moral law is, is written on your, your heart or not, you know, written on your conscience. Um, do you know that there's a right and a wrong? And if so, where does that come from? Um, but, uh, you know, if uh, eventually um, you have to come to the place um, where you have to make a decision. Okay, you can, you can learn a lot about God. You can have all the evidence in the world and still without ever coming to him for salvation. And so I would invite you uh, to do that today. If you haven't, um, trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior. Um, there is uh, no way um, that uh, you can ever be good enough to get into heaven, the Bible says. It doesn't matter how good you are, religious you are, moral you are, um, um, you need a righteousness to get into heaven that uh, is not your own. You know, that's what uh, Paul says, I think, in Philippians 3. He's, he says, you know, I need a righteousness um, that is basically Christ's righteousness. You know, it, it's not my own. I didn't come up with it. I can never be good enough because I'm a sinner. And so I need what I need to do is just to put my, my confidence, uh, my trust in Jesus Christ and what he has done for me. He died on the cross for our sins so that by trusting in what he did for us, um, we could receive forgiveness of our sins. It's pretty uh, plain and simple. But uh, this is Pastor Justin again. Um, Thanks for uh, tuning in and uh, let me know uh, if this uh, podcast helped you at all. or if you're enjoying it. Um, uh, I sure am. And I look forward to uh, doing another one soon.